Welcome to the Apples to Oranges show, a podcast where myself and two of my friends discuss mind-numbingly dumb hypotheticals around our favorite topic, sports. There's no football this week, so instead we'll touch on some breaking news out of the Premier League, a Monday finish at Pebble Beach, a clash that has insurance adjusters fuming, and finally a blockbuster trade in the NBA. At the end, we'll be randomly selecting and discussing one of our hypotheticals, as well as giving you some side pot bets for this upcoming week. If you want to reach out to us, send us an email at applesorangesshow at gmail.com, A-P-P-L-E-S-O-R-A-N-G-E-S-S-H-O-W at gmail.com, applesorangesshow at gmail.com. Let's jump right into the rundown, boys. Well, first of all, how was your week? You guys doing well? Week was I. No Pretty major complaints. Yeah. Pretty good week. Not bad. How was your week, Doc? I had a good week. I had a good week. I had a good weekend. I missed football, dude. Let me tell you. That well, Sunday, when Sunday worse. came around, it sucked. I was like, dude, it's, it's only going to get worse, man. Yeah. Only yeah. got one more week of it. It will. Well, speaking of football, let's save that for last. Let's talk about the real football. Psych soccer. Premier League. Matt's going to take us through. Apparently, some big news dropped. I know nothing about it. Man City was charged with assault. No, they were charged with something that I don't know. Matt, talk to us. Yeah, so I'm laying there in bed, 6.30, alarm goes off, wake up, roll over, grab the phone, scroll my <laughs> no, Twitter feed. Okay, pause already. 6.30, alarm goes off, Matt hits snooze, wakes up three hours later, then looks at his phone. <sighs> I was in the office today, boys. Up and at him. Anyway. Start scrolling through Twitter, and my feed is just blowing up. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's 6.30 in the morning. The only people awake tweeting are the Europe folks. What's happening? So I get to reading about Man City, and Man City are in some shit, let me tell you. So according to the guy that broke the news, whatever his name was, from the 2009 season through the 17-18 Premier League season, Manchester City have been charged with over 100 accounts of financial falsification of their revenue i think is ultimately what it comes down to so basically man city was fudging all the numbers they were lying about what actual revenue they were producing from the club uh they were just kind of pumping in their own money and not telling anybody about it as well as so on top of just um fudging numbers and lying about what their actual revenue numbers were the coach up until, I believe, 2013-14, uh, Roberto Mancini, he had like his public contract out there as well. He also had a hidden secret second shadow contract, which he was being funneled extra money from a different Saudi Arabian club that was owned by the same owners that owned Man City. He was being paid additional payments through that into one of his parent or like side company so it wasn't directly to him but he was receiving like 1.75 million four times a year or something random on the side as well as apparently players were getting those kind of shadow contracts like yeah yeah Torre i saw it coming out that he was receiving shadow contract payments uh, and so manchester city uh effectively are fucked now when i was reading through the potential like um punishments for the club it ranged from monetary fine to transfer window bans to point deduction this season to expulsion from the premier league and ultimately taking them down to championship or league one um i'll also say that man city just went through something 
financial related. It's not the exact same thing, but they went through something with UEFA a couple years ago where UEFA wanted to ban them from European competition for two years. Uh, Man City took that to CAS, Court of Arbitration of Sport, I think it's something like that. Um, and ultimately, they ruled in Man City's favor because of the timing. It had been so long since all these events had passed. Uh, so basically what got Man City out of it was like, hey, it's been so long. There, there's nothing we you can't do anything about it now. It's not in your rules that we can talk about it now. Uh, that specific that specific line that like got Man City out of the first one is in the Premier League rule saying you cannot get out of this for already written in Premier League law saying you can't get out of this by the time exemption. It's not a time uh, bearing issue. So before uh, now that I've given the rundown, my true thoughts is. We've heard these big games before. Twitter tends to take these things and run with it. And everyone's saying how Man City is going to be in League Two. Erling Holland's going to be scoring against Coventry City and all of these things. I bet it turns into one of the one. I think it's going to take forever. This investigation started in 2018 behind closed doors by the Premier League. And they're finally going public with it with Man City's uh, refusal to get them documents in a timely manner. So they're finally turning the heat up and saying, hey, it's time to go. Like You've got to show us something. Uh, I personally think it, we're nowhere near the finish line from this. It came out today. It's going to be another couple of years in the making. And I truly think it's going to be a 10 point deduction in a season down the line, as long as a $300 million fine or something stupid, which they can pay because they have all the money in the world. Uh, and it'll kind of just be swept under the rug. Now I would love to see man city taken down to the championship or something. That would be bananas. Oh, no, but I don't know. I think it'll just be a fine, maybe a minor point reduction. It definitely won't be this year. I don't think, I think they have some things that need to work out, but yeah, not great. Please don't put them in the championship. Watford can't take anymore. What's the, what's the closest precedent that we have to this, Matt? A couple seasons ago, for something not the same in terms of lying about numbers, I think it was something to do. Chelsea had something where it was um, the transfers of under 18s or something. They did too many in a season or something happened with way more minor than this. And Chelsea got transfer banned for like a year and a half or something along those lines. You couldn't buy players. That was when Frank Lampard was coming in and it was the, the youth Eden Hazard left. Couldn't replace him. So it was like a year, year and a half that Chelsea got transfer banned. Something to this level I don't know if there is a precedent for it. Um, this seems pretty big. And and you'll read things on Twitter and stuff like that where all the comments are all the United fans and Liverpool fans that are really like, oh, send him to League Two. This is the worst thing ever. Uh, so it's kind of hard to judge. But from what I was seeing from like actual pundits and like the guys that are paid to report on clubs, they're like, yeah, like this is something. Like this isn't just a, oh, Man City screwed up. This is like a, they're in deep trouble. Um, and that kind of leads me to where do they go? Like, if this is all actually really going to happen, do they just have to start selling everybody? Um, I believe Pep Guardiola came out with a quote one time and said, like, if I'm ever lied to or something is going on at the club that I'm not aware of, I'm gone. Like, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Um, so what, what happens to Man City? How are they supposed to go just play a game this weekend and like function normally? I mean, I don't think the players, like, care. And in the meantime, I don't see Pep necessarily caring. He gets paid to not care. I mean, he, he's going to get paid to just go out there and win the game. And obviously the players do as well, and they certainly aren't going to care. I feel like it's just a case of, 
I, I think you you were probably right, Matt, where this isn't like a this year thing. It seems like there will be future penalties that are quite large, but I think it because it's such a big deal, it sounds like, that they're not going to rush to any uh, – they're not going to rush to any uh, punishments right yeah, away. Quick I, you know, yeah, I think they'll take their time and make sure that they actually put them down in League Two like they should be in Erling Haaland's being pocketed by Fred and George Weasley. <laughs> that, that would be um, real hilarious. Um, I don't speak soccer management, um, so I'm going to bring it to a sport that I semi-understand like how the structure works and that's baseball uh and it's not exactly the same but i think about the houston astros and their cheating scandal so yeah so uh, the punishments there were big old fine forfeiting first and second round draft picks and major suspensions for managers and gms all that seems like a pretty good blueprint to me um so the fine obviously equal equals the fine the loss of draft picks Bands in the transfer portal for for a couple of years, at least a couple of windows, and um, you know that suspensions also obviously make sense. The big question for me uh, that people might have wanted to see happen with the Astros is the stripping of the World Series title. How many titles did Man City win? And that I was just about to say they should also be stripped. There was three. Three. Two to two, Liverpool finished second, and I think one of them United finished second, based on what I was reading online. Yeah, I mean, give United the uh, 2018 that was. We were fucking good, and City was so, and head and shoulders above us. They they were so dominant that they won year. The league. Yeah, they won the league yeah. a lot. So yeah. that's the big question for me in terms of, like, how much it'll set back that team's legacy is, like, what, what legacy is going to be done with well, those titles. Their whole legacy is built on dirty oil exactly. money anyways. It's not like you have this... Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United team, and Matt will say Chelsea, but it, it still applies. Any of these old clubs that have been around for hundreds of years and you know have right. been the top dogs for over a century, they don't have any I mean, good, rich history to you know. Well, fall their, back their history on. started in two thousand nine when all of this investigation is what they're going back to. That's ultimately Man City. Before that, was never any anybody of any relevance, uh, and then. What's his name? Sheik Mansour, I think, is the owner of Man- of Man City. That's when he came in and bought the club, and started just pumping all this money into it. Uh, so I agree. Like, what what do you do? Do you strip those titles and give them to? Um, well, you don't give because then Michigan would have a national championship in basketball. So we yes, definitely don't give. It's just a non champion. Yeah, that that I, that's the question. Now, truthfully, like I said, I will. Until I see that, like, this is really something, I'm going to think that they're just going to get hit with a huge fine and kind of a slap on the wrist. Uh, but I hope the Premier League kind of takes a stance and really digs into this. Well, because if also, not, they're on the precipice, right? Like, Newcastle, they're coming into that same type right. of money right. and everything like that. So, like, if... Right. from a similar you know, area, too. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle, I almost feel like, has a better history of a football club. Newcastle than, does have a history right? of, like, being... I mean, Alan Shearer is the club. yeah, exactly. he's the sure. scoring um, record holder. But that doesn't excuse then because they have history, they can come in and do whatever they want. Um, I will say I saw a lot of people claiming Chelsea were next because of their spending in the transfer windows, and I do just want to put it out there that 
this is <laughs> those two things aren't related at all what uh city's being investigated for and what uh like chelsea's spending money on players that's not anywhere near the same thing it seems like um, chelsea just likes to push the boundaries like they're like what can we yeah, like how far right away get, in the rules can we push it they know the right it, way right? to get away with it right because the way that they did it is you see all the kids they've signed again they're all young kids they're signing them to like eight and a half year deals and in the eyes of financial fair play the total cost of the transfer is then broken down over the length of the contract. And that's how much you're paying up front. So like the Mudrick kid was 80 million on eight and a half years or something like that. Chelsea's only in terms of financial fair play, Chelsea's only hitting a $10 million like stipend for him this year or something. So they found a little way to work it that I bet it gets fixed and cont- and by UEFA, whoever governs that going forward. But Chelsea, you're right. They do like to push the envelope uh, and see basically they go until they get told stop. Uh, but this is the Man City thing again. They were lying about revenue and everything. Chelsea just had to come completely clean with a sale of the club from Abramovich. So there's nothing like that for Chelsea at all. Um, but this is like 10 years worth of lying about revenue and shadow contracts and all these kind of things for Man City. So it's a, something that I don't think uh, the world of sport has ever really seen before to this level, I think. Because it's different in like MLB versus Premier League or something. This is just well, a different in a franchise league too. You have a set punishment right. or can agree on a set punishment that's right. fair. Right. Because even like you think of like a fine, a, a fifty yeah. million dollar fine to the Pistons is the same as the Lakers, although not necessarily, but it, it essentially is. Where a right, fifty right, right. million dollar fine to uh, you know Leeds is not the same to Man City, and it, it's definitely a more complex problem that it's in a non-franchise league um so it'll be interesting to see what happens i like you said though i I don't think anything will happen this year and if it is please be a point deduction because i have a future on man united to finish top two so that'd be awesome (laughs) granted it's gonna happen anyways uh let's move on to golf uh pebble beach the at&t pro-am was this last weekend uh, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Silverman won the Pro-Am, which sucks because Aaron Rodgers sucks. His golf swing sucks. Who is he, like a 29 handicap or something? <laughs> well, he claimed to be a 10, uh, but then he played out of his mind. And so Josh Allen chided him after the round saying basically that he's a scumbag who inflated his handicap for the event, which makes sense. Uh, but all in all, I agree. Aaron Rodgers sucks on a football field. But in this format, man, is he like a fun dude to listen to. Uh, like he's His just general fuck you personality is relatively fun to watch in an event like this. Uh, so, so I enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers. It was super funny, like on his last hole, he's uh, 230 out or something, and he just launches it over top of the scoreboard. Like it was going over the green monster at Fenway. like, And then he just didn't finish the rest of the hole. Um, so, so that was just really funny to just, you know, watch him hit a home run, basically. He sucks. I did hear him say about um, someone told him to, like, come to the Raiders or something, and they said, like, well, Devontae should be, like, cow shopping for me then. And then Devontae Adams tweeted later that day, like, man, houses around here are expensive or something like that. And it was like, hmm. Rodgers to the Raiders, huh? I love a good old... I wish uh, tampering was allowed and, like, encouraged in sports leagues. It's so much more fun when tampering goes on. Like, 
like when we'll get into it when Kyrie stuff happened, yeah. LeBron like tweeted out the eye emojis. It's like, hell yeah, let's go. I love looking there, watching some good tampering go down. I didn't see that. That's funny. Uh, but in the pro side, Justin Rose wins overall. He's the first European to win at Pebble Beach. I had no idea that that was a true statement until I just read it. Um, Jim, I'm assuming you came up with that. Yeah, the, there's been a couple non-U.S. folks to win, like BJ Singh. Um, but first European, like you said, sounds crazy. But because uh, I feel like kind of plays like you know, super windy on the ocean. You think of like a uh, English golfer coming over and like being able to win. Yeah, I, I'm not sure like what the the disconnect is there for for why dudes haven't performed um, at their best. You know, truly don't have an explanation because obviously there's not been a lack of quality European golfers over the years. So um, the fact that Justin Rose is the first to do it. Also surprising me, Justin Rose is only 42. I thought that dude was pushing 50 by now. Damn. 42? I saw a picture of him today, yeah. and I thought, man, he's probably 48, 49. Yep, 42. Wow. What is what is Justin Rose, like, is a couple of his big wins? Obviously, like, the the Olympics, right? Mr. Gold yeah. Medal. Mr. Right. Gold Medal. What Has he won any – how many majors has he won? Has he won any? I'm sure, but no idea. Because I feel like he's kind of not a household name in terms of as in terms of in a golf household. He's, he's a household like, name. Yeah. I mean, my mom doesn't know who Justin Rose is, right? Um, well, maybe we're in a golf household, but like a random family that doesn't know golf knows Tiger and Phil, and that's all. Um, but in terms of golf goes, he's a household name. Um, he has a singular. Major championship, the 2013 U.S. Open. The guy, the guy chasing him had an interesting sh- swing. That Malnati, Mal, am I saying that right? Malnati, yeah, yeah. His swing was very interesting. Yeah, but yeah, watching watching Justin Rose on Monday of all things is fun. I wish that that was almost like a normal thing, just because it's so awesome having one screen up watching uh, these dudes wrap up holes versus trying to contend with football or whatever else is on Sunday night. Um, granted that's becomes less of an issue from this week forward, but, um, that's so so. That's the same Good point. So. Same audience. Point. So. Uh, what I will say about that though, was, and I wasn't watching because I was, um, supporting Spartan hockey, but, um, the weather delay, I saw a lot of complaints on, Twitter, and this could have just been grumpy fans, but a lot of people were really unhappy with PGA and the decision to spend, suspend the event on Saturday when there was, I think it was gusty winds. I want to say I was reading it was like 20 to 25 mile an hour winds or something, and maybe gusts at 30 to 35. Um, but a lot of people were really unhappy, you know, claiming these are the best players in the world, um, and it gets a little too windy out there, and they're crying, saying they can't hit the golf ball, and complaining for play to be suspended and then um at the time they were saying it was supposed to be even windier sunday morning so it was like how the hell are they going to go out and play the next day when it's supposed to be even windier um so i was just what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on that from the pga side of things like it gets a little too windy and they were calling them these uh 
country club ass golfers, pretty boys that can't go out and hit in the wind or something? Like, where where do you where do you stand with that? Please tell me that was not NASCAR fans saying that because anytime it even shows a sprinkle on the forecast, they're done for an hour. So I can promise you that NASCAR fans and PGA Tour fans are not the same people on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you they're not interacting in the same spaces. It was like to the the point of suspending play. It's like when you roll up to a mini golf course and you see that stupid fucking clown just sitting there laughing at you as it comes in and out of his mouth and then he spits <laughs> it right back out and just laughs at you. That's like uh yeah, that that's what it um it was on on Saturday. I mean, dudes were hitting 185 yard clubs into that 100 yard par 3. That's nuts. Like it, there's no way that these dudes should have to be having to be to contend with 80 mile an hour wins or not 80 mile an hour, 80 yard differential of, of wins. Like that's just goddamn hurricane. <laughs> it's not even a sport at that point. Like it, it's just headed in hope. Um, was there heavy rains? No, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it seems like they, they were going to play through the rain, but like I said, it was hitting a 180 yard shot into a hundred yard hole and then turning around at, hitting a hundred yard shot, 180 yards, um, depending on which way you were facing at the time. So that's the one argument that I could see for not suspending play is because granted it did get worse throughout the round, but at the point that you stopped it, some of those dudes had already made it through the hardest part of the course. And so then you, you start asking a little bit about like what's fair, but fair. Yeah. At the end of the day, golf's not a fair game. Um, and, and that's what it comes down to. You even see it like just, like a lot of the morning group goes out, the course is wet, and then the afternoon group goes out and the course dries up and it plays completely different. Yep. Now they yeah. try to counteract that by switching it, you know, in the mornings to the afternoons. But I'll argue that, Jim, your point from the fan side of, I do think it's kind of annoying seeing that, like, because we as amateur golfers pick one weekend two weekends of the month of like let's get our buddies together let's go play around to golf and it's like you hope it's good weather and if it's not you're going to go out there and play and have fun and make the most of it now we're not competing for millions of dollars so completely different but from the fans perspective it's like that's bullshit we go out there and just it's a fair game if us four go out and if us three go out and play golf it doesn't matter the weather we're all playing in the same conditions let's make the most of it you know it's not like we get to Mm -hmm. go out tomorrow because we got to work so i think it's just frustrating from a fan's perspective to see that of like just play i will say too that from the fan point of view that's almost when it's most entertaining to watch these golfers show off their craft right when the conditions are perfect those dudes can all go out there and throw darts and they're all lighten lighten it up lighten the score sheet up course dependent um but when it's ideal conditions obviously they're going to go out and show yeah we're the best golfers in the world but when conditions get tough and maybe not to the level that they were on saturday again like i don't know when it starts to get tough that's almost entertaining to see the creativity like behind everybody and see what what do they actually have in their bag what kind of stuff can they pull off you know that's when it's really scramble right when they're actually like having to think about things instead of all right i'm gonna drive this 310 right down the middle and i'm gonna hit a 150 yard shot into the green and putt for birdie uh, when they have to start thinking a little bit and get creative about how they're going to attack these holes, and yeah, maybe 80 yards of wind is an extreme number, but um, when they actually start thinking and playing a little bit differently, that's when it's most entertaining. That's when I feel like they're the most talented to watch, right? Um, they're pro golfers. On the perfect conditions, they're all going to go out there and light it up. That 
to a fan, that's what you expect. When it gets really windy or it's raining sideways and those dudes are out there carving it up, then it's like, damn, that dude is sick. Like that is that is fun to watch. So I, I can see both sides of it as well. Yeah, I don't have a great argument against why they 100% should not have played other than hearing these dudes literally laugh because they're hitting 180-yard shots at 100-yard holes. It becomes a gimmick at that point. Like You're not watching it for the sport of golf. It's almost like uh, when Brett Maher was, was jogging out there to kick extra points. Like That's what you were watching. You weren't watching the game at that point. So... Um, but again, like we, you play some $20 countryside course as an amateur, you go there, this course might be good, and you show up and it's like, I'm not playing golf. There's no fairways, it's just one cut of rough, there's dandelions I'm hitting out of, the greens are, you know, mud, and the sand is rocks, and there's blind, there's holes that aren't even a hole of golf, it's just a, you know, tree... You're, this isn't fair, but also at the end of the day, your buddy makes par and you make bogey and he goes one up and you keep yeah. playing and you laugh about it. And it's like, that's part of it. It's like, what the fuck are we playing? And you look over and laugh at each other and then you hit the next shot and move on. Yeah, and I think it, amateurs are used to that, obviously, way more than professional golfers. And they're playing for much more money and it's supposed to be competitive. So I don't think they're wrong, but I don't think fans have. I think fans are very validated to be like, fucking go out and play. We do it, you know. Remember, though, it's not the players who ultimately decided that they weren't going to play. Because just like just like the amateurs, we go out there and we bitch and moan. That's part of golf, too. So it's totally expected <laughs> that, the, that the pros are going to go out there and bitch and moan. I mean, we, we had Bryson DeChambeau bitching and moaning about a couple anthills out in the, the, <laughs> the rough one time. Like, it, it, dudes are going to bitch and moan. That's part of the game, too it's ultimately up to the PGA to stand their ground and they didn't today because they saw that or they didn't on Saturday because they saw ultimately that it was a bit of a joke to, to make them continue to play out there. Yeah. Well, Matt, I'm going to let you take this next segment. I know Jim and I are dying. Actually, I'm so sorry. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Yeah, Matt. I'm going to take you ladies take the next action. I heard the glass was in last weekend, and I'm going to let you cover this shit, all right? Yeah, Jim put it in, so Jim's got to be kind of interested in it. Um, Clash was Sunday night, um, starting with the heat races into the last chance qualifiers into the main event later. Um, heat races and the last chance qualifiers are pretty good racing. Um, it kind of turned into bumper cars. Uh, so last year when they ran the clash and it was the first iteration, the first race of the next gen, uh, and there's still all the supply chain shortages, uh, dudes didn't have extra parts that could go out and tear these things up. They couldn't really beat and bang because that was probably going to be the same car they were going to go run down at Daytona in a couple weeks. Uh, to where this year was the complete opposite. There's plenty of parts, plenty of things to go around so they could kind of get after it a little bit more. Uh, and it was the first couple heats and the last chance qualifiers were good. Uh, the main event kind of sucked. Uh, it was too many cars on too small a track and they were just running each other over and it was start, stop, start, stop. Uh, and in terms of like racing and product on the track, I don't think it was the sport's best display by any means. 
Now, from an event point of view, you had drivers getting pissed off at each other. They were mad, you know, short track racing. There was a Wiz Khalifa concert at halftime that was actually pretty good. Uh, Caleb Williams was the honorary starter. He was waving the green flag and was hanging out there all night. There was Rob Lowe. Gwen Stefani went up in the Fox booth and was talking on air at different points. Uh, so from an event point of view, I think NASCAR accomplished what it wanted to. You know, it's a new market. Nice. It's L.A. That's so smart of um, them. And that's ultimately why they're doing it, right? They don't necessarily care about the on-track product of the Clash. It's a non-points event. It's an exhibition. They're there to meet new fans and um, have some fun. So from that point of view, I think it's job done, job accomplished. Um, It it was effective again from that sense. Um, In terms of on-track product, I wouldn't lose any sleep if they don't go to the clash there. I should say Martin Truex won. Um, he was probably the most deserving. His He was lights out in his heat. He was bad fast. Um, followed by two RCR cars. So Kyle Busch going over to RCR, a team that was kind of mid-pack, all of a sudden has a ton of speed. Uh, probably is a testament to Kyle Busch and how good he is elevating that program. Um, but a success for NASCAR. Jim, I saw you had in there over under 75 laps of green flag racing. Uh, what made this a pain in the ass and what ruined the event was they made it sure that any cautions, like it wasn't ticking laps off. Every lap had to be under green. So after the Wiz Khalifa concert, I think it took 45 minutes to run 10 laps because these dudes just kept running each other over and then they were causing another caution. And then they ride around under pace laps for a little while and then tried again in the second corner. They're just running each other over. Uh, so it got tedious. So I'll take the over in green flag laps because they were all green flag laps technically. Um, but credit to NASCAR again, new markets, bring in people like Wiz Khalifa to do the halftime kind of show. Um, that's a big leap for them. That's something different. So credit to them. Uh, and then the real party gets started down in Daytona in a week and a half. So yeah, at the end of the day, like, I, I think it's great that NASCAR is, I I will say, I will make fun of NASCAR. I do actually semi enjoy the sport. I am the most casual NASCAR fan of all time, and I joke about it, but it it's, can be entertaining to me sometimes. I'm, I think it's great that they're making it more of an event. You put these concerts on, you get these big-name celebrities in. You know, cool, great, that they, they need to do that. Um, but no one outside of NASCAR diehards care about this event. So, like, yeah. the real... Right. It, no one was watching that did not care about NASCAR. The Daytona 500 is a different story. I do feel like a lot of people watch that just like, oh, it's the Daytona 500. Throw it on. Like, let's see what's going on. Um, so that's really the big race I feel like NASCAR needs to make sure they get right. They know that. Everybody knows Daytona 500 is the Super Bowl of the NASCAR season uh, in terms of event popularity. Obviously, they crown the championship at the end of the season with the Super Bowl. Daytona 500 is the first race of the year. Um, but the Daytona 500, if you're a Daytona 500 champion, they call you like the champion of the Daytona 500. That is like its own season kind of in its own weekend. So NASCAR knows that, um, that is the big one. That is the one that is on everybody's bucket list. And the casual person, you, like you said, is more likely to say, Oh, today's the Daytona 500. I'll watch the last 10 laps or whatever and see how it ends. Um, but again, and I've kind of, I think I mentioned this before, like credit to NASCAR for trying to get into these new markets. Like you guys have joked with me for years, the stereotypes with NASCAR, you guys have put on your, your Southern accents and talk like you're from middle Alabama. Um, but they are working really hard to break those kind of stereotypes and make it more of a sport for everybody. Um, 
and I'm proud of them for it. Like they, they, for the second year in a row, went to the LA Coliseum and turned that field with wraparound seats all the way around into a racetrack and put on a show and filled up 70% of that stadium, which is pretty good for NASCAR given it's LA game. Right. Well, and given it's LA, that's not exactly NASCAR's home market or anything. Um, pretty good for them. So, it was good. It was a good night for the Chicago, sport. right? Right. This they're year? running the streets that's, by the Shed Aquarium and everything, right? That's that's a, that they're trying something new, as well as they're counteracting it by the All Star Race. They're going back to a racetrack they haven't raced since the '90s, and so they're trying to give like those really loyal old school fans. They're trying to give them something in there as well, as well as tap into the new markets like the Chicago Street Race and doing the LA Coliseum and everything. So, credit to them. They're trying. They're trying to do be more open to new people instead of seeming like it was kind of the closed off um, stereotypical sport. Like it was middle of the early two thousands. Um, they're trying to open their doors to everybody and say, everybody's welcome here. Come on in. There might be something that you like. So credit to them. Successful night for NASCAR as a more of a diehard fan, the racing, I didn't love it, but I'm also smart enough to know it's a one-off event. I'm, not going to rewatch that race anytime soon. I'm not going to have any desire to. I don't really care. Like chase You rewatch races all the time. All the time. No they upload full they upload full race replays on YouTube. You can sit there and watch the whole thing. All the I time. don't even rewatch Super Bowls. I hate rewatching sports. Hey, you know what happens? NASCAR's NASCAR is the only one that I can rewatch. No, oh. you you said you rewatched golf, didn't you? Who? Me? No, Matt, didn't you say you were rewatching the Tigers round or something the other day? Am I going crazy? I don't think so. I definitely didn't rewatch Tigers round the other day. Well, someone else. Someone um, else said that then. <laughs> I will yeah, say, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, can they please stop talking about NASCAR? It's not fun. Go to one race. Matt took me to my first race at MIS uh, three years ago, 20, four years ago. 2018, yeah. And it was probably the coolest experience of my life to this day. You don't understand how fast 200 miles per hour is two feet apart until you see it in person. I don't need to go every year, but it was it was incredibly fun. And everyone was very nice. And the stereotypes, although maybe kind of true, the people are genuinely nice. And funny. And They're funny. They're funny. And funny. Oh, yeah, Jeff Gluck is the opposite of funny. That dude is not funny. <laughs> Jeff Gluck is not Jeff funny. Jeff Gluck's a reporter. He, he's Jeff Gluck sucks. He's, he's a small piece. Um, but yeah, I agree. Sometimes um, you've got to go to a race and you've got to experience it once. And you might and go with someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, don't just show up. You don't just show up by yourself to go somewhere. But I think you'd be surprised by what you see. Again, uh, it takes a lot for somebody to sit down and watch every single lap of one of these races. But um, I think NASCAR is getting to a point. (laughs) I think NASCAR is getting to a point where um, it's a little bit easier to just tune in for twenty the last twenty laps and kind of get a sense of what's going on. Um, And it it is entertaining at the end of the day. So. if you're a newbie out there, give the five hundred I mean, a chance. You might be surprised. A lot of people just tune in on Sundays to watch the final round of golf. I mean, right. At the end of the day, right. a casual fan does not care what happens Thursday through Saturday. And it's like, oh yeah, right. final final round of Masters. A lot of people turn their TVs on and watch it. Right. So NBA 
Blockbuster trade? Who won it? You heard early on, uh, what was it, Friday probably, Saturday? Sure. Uh, Kyrie wanted to be traded, which was like, okay, let's see what, what happens here. Then it came out, well, everyone's first thought was, oh my gosh, he's going to the Lakers. Like, And I thought so too, I was like, he's definitely going to go to the Lakers. Like, This is set up to happen, it's, it's the script, right? Uh, Mavs end up trading for him, which actually is not technically official yet. The Mavs and Nets are still looking for third team to possibly move some other mm. people and salaries around. The Nets uh, are looking for a third team. The Mavs are yeah. waiting on what the Nets are going to do. Yes. I think they're just looking to balance certain players and salaries out. However, I, it doesn't sound like anything will happen, but for the most part, we'll just go based off that this is going to be uh, official. The Mavs trade away Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, their first round 2029, and their two second round picks, one 2027 and one 2029. And the Mavs receive Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Um, Not Marcus Morris, Markeith Morris. I don't know who wins this trade, if I'm being honest. I thought this was a very interesting one. I think the Mavs, I, I don't know. I'm just not a big Kyrie guy, I suppose. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? You, you just don't know what you're going to get. And so, yeah. for, for me, a Mavs team that's looking to create some stability and some, um, you know, building around an obvious franchise player in Luka Doncic, um, I don't know why you would introduce that amount of instability and Risk. and controversy like it, it just makes zero sense to to bring that amount of drama to to dallas to to me yeah. so you know that their odds to to win the finals went from plus 3300 to plus 1200 i want to touch them if they were plus 8000 right now like, i do not trust kyrie irving to put together any amount of a season um that culminates in in an nba championship just because I don't think he's mentally there. Is there CTE in the NBA? Because if so, that dude has it. The one thing, like, he's playing good basketball. Like, Kyrie's genuinely playing real good right now. Like, top three-point guard in the East. Well, and he's he's a good player, right? No one's doubting the talent and the ability of Kyrie Irving. Um, but when you look at everything that's kind of transpired and he couldn't play with uh, some of the vaccination stuff and everything, I think Brooklyn probably wins this trade. Just simply is they can move on from the saga uh, and all the drama that came with it, right? All the attention of having Kyrie there. He's not even playing. Now he can play sometimes, and then he's speaking out on different things. And if you're Brooklyn, you get Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been having a pretty he's good solid. year. Um, you get him in return as well as DFS and um, some picks and everything. I think Brooklyn probably wins it because – Oh, like Jim alluded to, with the uncertainty of what Kyrie is going to show up in Dallas. Um, Brooklyn this is an unprotected kind of, first round pick, by the way, too, which means a lot. It does mean a lot. Like, um, no, it doesn't. A lot of pick first round picks are protected. Yeah, but but it's not like the Mavs are going to be twenty twenty nine lottery in six years. Well, it, well, I, I mean, with a trade like this, I don't think we'll we know where the Mavs are going to be well, in five, six years. Um, well, being his third. Now, what right? I will say, Doc, you talked about you kind of talked about tampering earlier, and LeBron, you know, um, tweeting the eye emoji when Kyrie 
kind of put in the trade request. And I think it was pretty well public knowledge that L.A. was his preferred destination. Uh, there was news outings that came out today that the Nets owner was open to trading Kyrie anywhere except the L.A. Lakers because it was his preferred oh. destination. But he was willing to trade him anywhere else except where that's he a, wanted to go. That's such a joke, dude. I would only understand that if you're trading it in conference. Like, I'm not trading Kyrie to the Lakers because we're also in the West. Fair game. You don't have to trade any opponent. Really? That sounds so bullshit, dude. No, you got to be the bigger man if you're the you, if you're the front office. You have to be the bigger man always. I, I mean, don't think that technically they all. they were the bigger man, right? Because they traded him away and all the shit that he put them through uh, in the past three years or whatever. Um, and especially what did the KD and Kyrie era in Brooklyn yield? Like what did they, they played do? 70, 76 games together in three three and a half years. Exactly. Like they they Brooklyn. Had to give up full season together. But to, to that to the preferred destination point, Matt, uh, is Kyrie going to be motivated to play in Dallas? Like, right. has the dude tweeted anything? There? Has yeah. he tweeted anything about being excited? Like, yo, what's up, Mavs fans? Here I come. Let's go win a. Well, a you can't. Trip. Have you ever seen his tweets? Go look at his tweets. Try to decipher what he's yeah, they're saying wild. in any of them. They're wild. I, I can't. I can't comprehend a single word of his tweets. But he did put together a comprehended, uh, a comprehendable tweet. Is that a word? Uh, that to to the Nets fans, like thanking them for everything. So how hard is it Read to it a couple times? Copy paste and just say, "Yo, what's what's good, Dallas?" <laughs> like it's it's not that hard, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know I if he's read, motivated. Uh, just for just for enjoyment here, I will read <laughs> Kyrie Irving's last three tweets. Uh, the third ago tweet is, Thank you, Nets World fans and supporters, for the love on and off the court. I will forever be grateful I got to live out my dream I had as a kid with y'all. Uh, it will always be love for me and my family. Next tweet. Pouring lip libations? Fuck the Nets. <laughs> for all the ancestors in the universe. Thank you for the guidance and assistance along the journey. I honor you and I love you. Blessings. And then the most recent tweet, emotional maturity slash intelligence slash awareness is all caps key to thriving in this life. Remaining grounded allows me to maneuver through the natural chaos of life. Not everything needs a reaction and, and not everyone deserves to see who I truly or who truly I am. I gotta stay poised. That was... His agent gave him the first tweet. His agent was in the room while he tweeted the second one, and his agent was already on vacation when he sent the third. <laughs> no, I, I think that, I think the Mavs are going to be good though. I, I think this I think this trade will work out. I think Kyrie's I so. like you do have to remember Kyrie's been successful for, has been successful before with another All Star player in LeBron. They've won. I think Kyrie has what it takes to work with another player. Luka's obviously unbelievable. Kyrie's very talented. The rest of that Mavs team is good. I think as crazy as Kyrie Kyrie sounds sometimes and acts, like on the court, I do think he's a good player and actually plays winning basketball as opposed to like my take on like James Harden type player. So Yeah, all fun and games until he takes his jersey off in the middle of the court and Dances around underneath the basket, Antonio, Antonio Brown style. And stroking off. So I'll put, you, I'll put y'all on the spot. Put y'all on the spot. Where do the Mavs finish in the West, and how far do they go in the playoffs if they get there? Well, they're not getting past the Nuggets. 
it'll finish like third and maybe second round. Yeah, I I mean it just depends. I think the Nuggets will get out. So whenever they play the Nuggets, I think I'll give the Mavs the for the next for go. listeners' reference. Doc has a future on Nuggets winning the West and me so, and Jimmy. Yep, we're yeah, Nuggets Doc fans. Just so everybody knows why he's talking about the Nuggets like that. Jokic is the best in the NBA. Jamal Murray. However, I'm also a stockholder in Luka Doncic's uh, success because I'm a proud owner of Luka One Year of the Rabbits. So those are heat, dude. I looked those up because I you said it like three times in the chat, and I was like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" And they were heat. Yeah, pretty cool. Look them up, brother. Heat in their shoes. Uh, yeah. So. I will say over the next couple of weeks, once the Super Bowl is done, I'm looking forward to diving into basketball and college basketball, obviously starting to watch some random games on Wednesday nights and same with NBA, definitely getting more into it. Um, so excited for the NBA season and the rest of the college basketball season. But I mentioned Super Bowl and you thought we weren't going to be talking football. You were wrong. How would you ever think that? That's pretty much all we talk on here. Luckily, we have one last game, and it happens to be the big dance, the Super Bowl. Game is being played at sometime Sunday evening. What is it, 6, 6.30? I love a good 6.30 kick. Granted, it'll be five hours, but game's being played 6.30 on Sunday. Philadelphia Eagles are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs for Super Bowl. Bunch of Roman numerals. What are we at? 56? Mm-hmm. Bunch of Roman numerals. As long as it's not LIV 52. How funny would that have been if we. Anyways, uh, Philadelphia Eagles are favored by one and a half with an over LIV under. Isn't 52. Yeah, it is. It's 54. No, it's not. Oh, 54. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles are favored by one and a half with an over under of 50.5. Do we have any updates on Patrick Mahomes? He's fully healthy. Fully healthy. He will be playing. What are your guys' guts telling you? Do you think he's fully healthy? Is he going to be kind of limping around? Do you guys like the spreads? What are we looking at? I just picked a million different prop bets. I, I said last show, I don't see a way that I'm betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting to waver on that. Uh, the closer that we get to the actual game, I'm starting to see green. Uh but I don't think I'm going to end up betting one way or another there, so I'm just going to load up on props. So here they are, all of all of what's going through Jimmy's stupid little head right now when it comes to props. Boston Scott, over 8.5 rushing yards. That's free. I mean, that, that makes zero sense to me. Nick Sirianni, he's a chode, but he likes to feed the chode. Boston Scott. Wait, Jim, 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 Jim. You got to wait like three seconds, let the you know, listeners get their pen and paper, bro. All right, all right. You're you're handing out free money, and they're just like, well, you, I can just see it in my head. They're scrambling right now. They're like, skip back, skip back. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I got it. I am four one. one. Yeah. All right. So we got Boston Scott over eight and a half rushing yards. Yep. Patrick Mahomes under eighteen and a half rushing yards. Like even though he's healthy, he's not going to be scrambling around. He's not going to be doing any uh, thing too crazy. They're going to think with how much pressure the Eagles are going to bring. He's going to roll out. First play of the game, Mahomes scrambles for 20 yards. All right, then take over. I don't give a fuck. I'm taking the under. Uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, over 17 and a half receiving yards in the first quarter. They're going to load that man up early and often. First uh, quarter? Yep, just in the first quarter. 17 and a half receiving yards. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown scorer. He got robbed last week. They're going to get him this week, plus 115. Devonta Smith, first Philadelphia Eagles touchdown scorer. Um, I like that a lot. I think that, you know, they're going to be obviously loaded up on the running game. And um, A.J. Brown, I went back and forth in my head between uh, Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith. I like Devonta Smith here. Uh, and then finally, the big one, plus 2,200. Any non-QB to have one plus passing touchdown. Like I said, Nick Sirianni's a chode, but he plays into storylines. How funny would it be if Philly comes out on their first play on the goal line, runs a Philly special, any non-QB to have one plus passing touchdown, plus 2,200. Wow. Props brought by Jim. Some of those I like. Um, some are yeah, Jim, I was expecting a little like, more lust for those bets yeah, that you just. I'm like something's unique. missing. Yeah, some. I agree. They're not speaking to me the way that I thought Jim's uh, surgical. No, normally Jim's to me. very convincing and. Yeah, those aren't speaking know, my language as much. A couple uh, in terms of, of the are. game, I think Jim said he's starting to see green. I think I am falling in love with red. Uh, I think I've fallen into this trap. We the first year sports betting was legal in Michigan. We loaded heavy on the Chiefs against the Bucks, and it didn't work. Uh, and I'm thinking I might do it again. Uh, I really am starting to like the Chiefs in this, uh, particularly Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's fully healthy. He had two weeks to really get right. Um, I do remember Jim saying the under. He loved the under. I stand by that as well. Um, he did have a couple different touchdown scores in there, which is interesting. I had two. Uh, you don't think that the, each team is going to score a touchdown? Yeah, I'm going field goals. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Six um, to three game. I do agree that I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a good game. I think his receiving yards was 77 and a half. Um, I could see that going over. Um, I have my lock of the week that I'm not going to give now. We'll get to that in the side pot section. Um, but in terms of the game, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll kind of be one of those low scoring, low scoring shootouts, kind of like Cincinnati, Kansas City was. Uh, and I think I'm going to stand on the Kansas City Chiefs side of things. You know, I have no read on this game. I will wake up one day and think, 50 and a half is going to go right over. I can see this being a 34, 37, 34, 31. I can see a lot of points being put up. And then I'll wake up the next day and think this game might end in the teens. Like I, I, I don't know. And then I think one day I wake up and I think the Eagles are just the better team. Like I, you know, as I've outlined all year, my, my Super Bowl future is on them, still looking strong. And then I'll wake up and be like, Patrick Mahomes is going to win this. Like, you this could literally have the easiest Sunday of all time. All you have to do is just put that tiny little hedge on Chiefs plus three and a half, and you make money regardless. Jim, I don't sports bet to make money. If that was the case, I'd be <laughs> retired, brother. I'm in it to have fun. I'm riding the Eags. You're in it because you don't make money. <laughs> That's why you continue to sports bet. No, I make money. Kids addicted. Yeah, sugar daddy pays well. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no read on this game though. At the end of the day, I, I I just hope it's a good game. I think it will be. I think is there? I'm sure there is. Is there a bet out there to be like within like winner to win by three or less points or something like that? I'd yeah. bet that something like that by exactly three. 
Well, I don't. I'm not talking exacts. Maybe I'll put an exact score. I do have a good betting record of almost hitting exact scores. The uh, the quote unquote script got leaked for the Super Bowl, uh, and I believe that script was a 34-31 win for the Eagles. So if that's what I was saying. You need to go put an exact exact score in there. Then there you go. No, too many people are going to be doing that if that's the script. You got to zig. Odds are going to be nerfed. That's not the that's not the script. Give me Weak. seven eight Chiefs. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the script two nil. <laughs> One point win plus fourteen hundred. Two point win plus sixteen hundred. Three point win plus four fifty. Is there like a bracket like one no. to four or something like that? <sighs> no, but you make like money regardless. Million. If you put five dollars on each of those, they're all more than plus three hundred, so you make money regardless. I'm not in it for making money, brother. I'm in it for having fun. <laughs> It's the same thing as taking it minus one fifteen. Be a millionaire, Jim. Okay. Sports backs, sports books would ban me. Yeah, no read on this game though. No read on this game. I am looking forward to it though. I think I think it's gonna be a good game. So. Oh, let me say the fact that some of these companies are airing their Super Bowl commercials now is so stupid. That me, is bullshit. Off, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Why the hell are you showing everybody your Super Bowl commercial? Fucking Super Bowl is next week. Show your damn commercial during the fucking Super Bowl. It's a campaign. It's, uh, show your Super Bowl commercial during the Super Bowl. I get it. You spent a fuck ton of money on it. Sweet. That's not my problem. Don't show it a week in advance. Show it for a month afterwards. I don't care. Show it. Let it debut the night of the fucking Super Bowl. Half the fun of is watching those commercials, but you already know them all. What about the ones that are like promos for things that happened during the Super Bowl? I like those ones. That's that like, that's different. New song coming two twelve twenty three, and it's like oh shit. Right, that's a little different because that's like a teaser to what the actual commercial would okay, be. Okay. But someone that's like putting out like. I saw a tweet that had like Miles Teller and it was like Bud Light. It was like, here's the official Bud Light Super Bowl commercial. And I was like, why the fuck am I seeing this now? Show me this next week. I'm going to think it's fucking stupid. I'm going to already see it. I'm going to be taking a piss when that comes on because I already know what's going to happen. You should want me to be there watching it. Stupid. Um, thoughts on, do you think Burger King's going to just play their Whopper commercial? A thousand percent. And if percent. so, do you, do you, how many times do you think? Because I can see it going one way or two ways. It's like everyone already loves that commercial and has that song ingrained in their head. No no need to spend money wasting, you know, on no, a no point. One. And then on the other side, it's like, man, people are going to be belting this at their TVs when this thing oh, comes yeah. on. Yeah, but it doesn't make me want BK anymore. Like, and so, yeah, I, I don't see any way that uh, they do anything too crazy. Except maybe like Eminem or someone comes out and just starts freestyling oh, over Whopper Whopper. That, that would make us. They do like a full extended. So, you're telling me the halftime show with Rihanna in the middle of it, she just breaks out into Whopper <laughs> Whopper Whopper Whopper. Do you know how sick that would be? Anytime, anytime that it comes on though, it needs to be like a really funny cut to commercial, and then it's immediately just like the Whopper song comes on. Yeah, like I want to see Mahomes tear his ankle back open and it just insta hard go whopper, <laughs> whopper 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 yeah yeah something Andy Reed is brought to tears one of those moments or something yeah. <laughs> philly special plus 2200 and then whopper whopper, whopper, whopper. whopper. <laughs> i'm telling you it, i was in an oil change and it was like a little waiting room and the tv's blaring 
that Whopper song came on and someone else started singing it. And I look over and another person's bopping their head to it. It is it's a so dig- good. It's so <laughs> Two good. different people were genius. One now was singing was genius it. Genius marketing. It's like Whopper, genius marketing. Whopper, Whopper. Except BK sucks. Yeah, BK does suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their food's garbage. All right. Hypothetical time. Each week we spin the wheel to determine whose dumb hypothetical we will be discussing. We spun before we started and it landed on Matt with two T's. Two weeks in a row. Doop doop. I'm whopper, starting to run whopper. out of hypotheticals, boys. This one's this one's stretching a little bit. All right. This is like not as much explanation goes into this one, but Thank for God. one day, 24 hours, you can go live the life of any human being on this earth. What human being do you become for a day, and what the hell do you do with your time? Can I get boobs? <laughs> what would you do with boobs? Is that you, like, asking if you can become a female? Because, yes, you can become anybody. Well, that limits my choice to 50% of the population. Dolly Parton. What? <laughs> Dolly Parton? <laughs> no, Pamela Anderson. Pamela <laughs> Anderson. No explanation. But why? Pamela but yeah, Anderson. why? What would you do? Why? Uh, hmm. Well, it's it's very uh you know the there's a it, it's um complicated to explain Mm -hmm. seems like simple biology to me yeah it started a long time ago and there's a man named adam and a woman named eve yeah but you could pick any of the 50 percent. why'd you pick pamela anderson Hmm. and you're implying that a certain action is going to take place who the hell is it going to be with no I'm taking a full timeout. We're going to TV break. What the fuck? <laughs> you think Doc wanted to turn into a female just so that way he could have sex with the dude? <laughs> Knowing Doc, yeah, that was where I thought he was taking it. <laughs> you think I'm trying to get plowed? Yeah, I do think you're trying to get plowed. As Pamela Anderson. Bro. I absolutely think that's where he was headed. <laughs> you gotta pause on that one. <laughs> you gotta pause on that one. Oh, what do you mean man. I have to pause? You're the one that wants to be a chick. Bro, you thought I was trying to get plowed by a dude, bro. Is it a woman? Are you trying to get plowed by a woman? No, you just want to... Oh I didn't want God. boobs for a day, bro. <laughs> for... For what reason? Bounce around and stuff. <laughs> yeah, go bloop, 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 bloop. Motorboat or something. That's crazy. Yeah. Rev up the engine. He ain't turning into Pamela Anderson to go slob on some meats or something. Jesus. Yeah, you think I'm he trying to get going a train down the path? He started going down the Adam Eve path. I don't know where he was going. Yeah, to say why he's interested in, in the opposite. Tuesday's gone. The train ain't rolling on, brother. Good, good joke, by the way, if you know Leonard Skinner. Yeah, that uh, really hit. Just to uh, avoid a dub joke. Just to avoid Matt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's Train still, why, why, Pamela, 
why Pamela Anderson? You still haven't said like why. What? She's got boobs, brother. <laughs> so does every other female in the world. I can't believe I said I wanted to be a female, and you're like, that's a good point. You could get railed by a dude. I don't want to be a female. There was no part of me that said yeah. I wanted to be a female. I was gonna pick a dude. That might be sus too, bro. Yeah, yeah I no, just, I yeah, you wanted to be another dude. You wanted to be a dude. For man, that reason, I'm abstaining L, from the question. No, that's bullshit. Like, that's stupid. No, I'm abstaining. It's a hypothetical question. You have to answer. I'm picking yeah, Ronald Reynolds for what it's worth. Good looking dude. Lat. You get to be the owner. You get to be the owner of a football club. <laughs> Now we're talking about dude looks. You, the reason that Doc wants to be a female is because of her looks, and you want to be a dude because of his looks. Because, and you're also married to Blake Lively. Hell yeah, I want to be Ryan Reynolds. And you own Wrexham. You get to see the life as a football owner. Hell yeah. You're saving it a little bit. Still, still an L take, but you're, you're saving it. Famous, you're a movie star. You can go do whatever the hell you want. Blake Lively you can't kill someone. Oh, that's a different perspective that I didn't think of. You could ruin someone's life. That's a good point. Ooh, yeah, actually, you could kill someone because then you go back after 24 hours. Right. Yeah, yeah, you return to yourself. All right, easy answer. I'd be Joe Biden and I'd just nuke the shit out of China. I mean, that doesn't really, like, matter, though. Like... What do you mean it doesn't matter? I just took out a third of the world's population. You're going to start World War III. Oh You're telling me. No, he's gonna, I wouldn't. He's gonna, hold on. Jimmy just said he's going to nuke China. And Matt, I go, so that doesn't matter, though. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I mean, you're still going to feel the side effects of a world war breakout. No, don't It's not like you're one. killing someone and, like, get dipping out and they're just get charged and put on trial and go to prison. You're starting a world war. No, bro. I'm just gonna chill, and your my ass house is gonna get drafted. I won't get going drafted. To, you're going to Jimmy Shanghai, brother. Jimmy doesn't have the build to get drafted. Yeah, they'll, they'll take they'll take one look at me, and they'll say, "Get back in the kitchen cabinet, you toothpick." That's what they'll say to me. Okay, well then you're gonna be scrubbing God, the floors at that, a gun factory. We're going into World War. Brother. Someone's life perspective is a really good one. Yeah, I'd be Matt. Who do I? Yeah, I need that. Well, that's that might be <laughs> sus as well. You no, want to be me, no, the bro? Is, you no, want to be no, me? No. Yeah, I know what it's like to take a day off on a Monday. Now, would <laughs> so real? Obviously, this doesn't really apply because Joe Biden doesn't remember anything. But would like Ryan Ren Reynolds remember everything that he did in the twenty four hours that you were him, or does he just lose consciousness like blackout? No, I think he just I think they just like lose consciousness for twenty four hours, but they obviously still have to face the repercussions of what took place. Hell yes. Were. Not only not only do I get to nuke China as Joe Biden, but then we get to convince Joe Biden that he actually did just nuke China. That would be unreal television. You're starting a World War Three, bro. <laughs> bro, but it doesn't matter not. according to Doc. It doesn't matter though because it's just China according to Doc. And China's all gone. They're wiped from the face of the earth. Who's coming to defend China at that point? Bro, you can't. China. Korea probably gets North Korea probably gets wiped off as well because they're right there. Yeah, and they're like bro, what six about Japan? miles. Again, Japan? Japan's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Japan's good, bro. The only thing they've given us is Nintendo. Hideki. 
Yeah, it totally yeah, sucks. You can't do that to Hideki. All right. I call in an executive favor to Hideki. I'm like, yo, get off the island. <laughs> and then I say... It's a high chance he's in America. Anyway. <laughs> no. He's like, get off Hawaii? I, like, why, why do I have to leave Hawaii? Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. Get off those islands? And then my second call is straight to a general to say, give me the launch codes. <laughs> God, this whole like ruining. So I'm trying to think of somebody that I absolutely despise. I can think of a few. For you or for me? For you. She shall. She who shall not be named one. She who shall not be named two. She who <laughs> shall real. not be named yeah, three. No, that's, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> so you can be you can be Joe Biden and just round up all. Uh, dirty blondes from five foot five to five foot ten and that takes out like your entire population and then some good points no 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 there's gotta be there's gotta be something good couldn't you just like convince someone super cool or be someone super cool and just be like yo convince them to be friends with you that's one of the things that was one, the only reason that i would have jumped and been like dua lipa was so that then i could like convince dua lipa that like she you should like, on date one me tonight. or something i was thinking like tiger woods be like yo remember when you invited me yeah, to play your sick. practice round at augusta with you and he's like oh yeah that's right i was like sweet yeah and then you're playing a practice round at augusta but you just are trying to fuck dua lipa I mean, that's. I don't think I'm wrong for that. No, no. If okay, new Ooh. hypothetical. Play a practice round at Augusta with Tiger Woods, or have sex with Dua Lipa. No, it wouldn't just be sex with. I would date Dua Lipa. I'd like marry Dua Lipa. I regardless, would, regardless, I would, it doesn't I would matter. Myself into like no. stardom. I would become Matt, famous. Matt, bro, you, you would are not become faded. famous. For you are dating faded. Dua Lipa. Yeah, you would. Playing you Augusta. Who, we do a sports podcast. Who's Billy Eilish's boyfriend right now? <laughs> who's Dua Lipa's boyfriend? Oh, she just yeah. started dating somebody. No, she just started. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. And somebody. you don't know his fucking oh, name. He no, would not famous. be famous. I know it. I know it. I know it. Give me a second. Okay, well, you would just be somebody. Jack Harlow. Jack Dua Lipa just started dating Jack Harlow. Yeah, but Jack Harlow's cool. No offense, I, but he, you're not cool. going to start producing music. Well, I have my way in. You'd sit down and watch the Daytona 500 uh, the next day, and Dua Lipa would be like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be so sick, though. No, you would play Augusta with Tiger any day of the week. I'd play Tiger Woods, yeah. I'd play three holes with Tiger at Augusta over dating Dua Lipa. Well, you're a committed man. Would you play Amon's Corner? Yeah, Amon's Corner for sure. Hold on, I'm still thinking of who I would be. I'd probably be Tiger Woods just for that aspect, then. Oh, you could just be, like, a super sick athlete to go out and then just be super sick at a sport for a day as One well. One day? I'd still probably pick just Tiger to know Woods. What it's, just to know what it's like. To be, like, be golf. There's another sport I'd want to know what it's like to be good at. Maybe, like, the fastest man in the world or something. I don't know. Sorry, boys. All your answers are second and third place. Oh, Tiger Woods one was pretty good. No, it's way cooler to nuke China. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you're starting a world war. Well, yeah. I think I would be... I'm not Joe Biden. I is. think I would be Marcus Rashford 
and stop feeding kids, uh, commit some of the most devious crimes on the planet, uh, and just like end up in jail for the rest of time. Or Wayne Rooney and tarnish his legacy. That dude's like not far from doing that, I'd imagine. (laughs) I I feel like he's got some dirt somewhere. That dude is... Anyways, I think that's enough of a hypothetical Christ. time. Thanks for that, Matt, with two T's. Uh, World War Three endorsed by Matt. You heard it here first. And getting pegged. <laughs> also wasn't me. That was you that said that. No, that I was had, you. I had that was you. I didn't you say were... I wanted to. Hold on. No, that was you. By thinking it, it, it was you saying you wanted it. So that was no, you. No, him yeah. starting to go down like the Adam and Eve path of saying. No, no, female. no. That a was you. A thousand percent. No, no, Your no. Your first thought was getting with a guy. No, my first thought was being a dude. Again. <laughs> Come on. On to our side pop bets. Last week, my bet was Matt Fitzpatrick top 20 at the AT&T Pro-Am at Pebble Beach at plus 100. He went seven over on Saturday, which took him out of contention. It was an L. I fall to three and two. Jim's bet both teams to score Watford versus Reading minus 112, and it was a dub. Jim moves to four and one. He's red hot. Jim, just because I'm curious, what was the score of that game? Two to two. Oh, Watford. <laughs> well, <laughs> a win's a win in terms of the betting world. A win is probably a tie in terms of Watford's world. Matt's bet. Aston Villa, money line, plus 100. It was 3-2. to two. <laughs> They were down 3-2 to two in the first half. I believe the game finished 3-2. to two. Is that correct, Matt? I think it ended 4-2. Four to two. Damn. It was an L. I was going to make a funny three to two joke because Matt's record is actually two and three now. Uh, Matt's the only one of us to have a losing record. Just pointing that out. That puts our apples to oranges record at nine and six. Still good. We're still up in the positives. We've had a couple big, you know, plus odd hits and stuff. So overall, I think we're a couple units up. We're definitely three bets in the positive. I'm feeling good about this week. I'm leading us off with my side pot bet for this week. Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 115. I like him to throw two touchdowns. End of sentence. End of sentence. I gave it last week prematurely. These bastards won't let me switch that's okay because i love it the game to be tied again after zero zero again if you're a a neutral fan watching this game you just want a good game and the best game is a tied game minus 121 book it what do you think of when you think of super bowl sports betting the motherfucking coin flip flip. you already know what it is tails never fucking fails plus 100 tails on the coin flip book it I like that, Matt. Since you can't nail a bet, you just take something that's truly 50-50. That's smart. I I am 0-3 in my last three. We got to get back to basics. This this has got head. I might pick heads, Matt. I might have to. I won't. I won't. I I will not. I won't tail you. (laughs) 
<laughs> but never coming back on the podcast. We'll hope it's tails, and we'll hopefully put some money in the pockets of our loyal listeners. Anyways, that will wrap up our sixth episode of the Apples Oranges Show. If you want to reach out to us, please send us an email at applesorangesshow at gmail.com. If you want to know how that is spelled, rewind to about the 30-second mark. We hope you are enjoying the podcast, especially you, Rat, Evie's mom, and Grant. See you all next week.